0: Hey, how are you? How's it going, man? It's been quite some time, man. Wow.
1: Oh my God. It's been a really long time.
0: Seriously, dude. I like I hardly recognize you. It wasn't for your face. <laughs> I was like, wait, holy shit. Yeah. Holy crap, remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been like what? Was 2017, I think, was like the last Apex thing I did. Holy shit. Uh, like with everyone. The last
0: the last time I I quit Apex.
1: Yeah that was that was that when you yo, you left apex around then too.
0: Yeah, like my last show with them was the show that I also performed was in Borgor back in Cinema, oh.
1: remember? Oh my god. The memories I have of that <laughs> that night was crazy. Oh yeah. wow. Cinema is torn down now too. It's crazy. Like really like it's it doesn't exist it, anymore. Level. It's leveled. No wow. way. <laughs> yeah. Pompano didn't not like how long they went on. The fact that they couldn't have a liquor license. They they had so many artists like I remember Carnage. Do you remember when Carnage used to get dragged out of there? Yeah, He it just wouldn't stop. Yeah, they just it's uh it's becoming the you know, the music scene's moving up more towards Orlando and everything. And I feel like at least for for bass. Like, bass yeah. yeah.
0: It's kind of crazy, you know, like everything that's bass related in florida it's either in tampa or in orlando
1: yeah i just moved up here to orlando because of that reason you know like uh, no shit uh i'm actually staying in an airbnb right now as i'm looking for like a place oh uh, up here because like you know like even treehouse stopped doing bass uh the venue was the only other place that was doing it in south florida because like heart isn't really doing it anymore space doesn't do it as much as they used to yeah. like back when we were doing stuff at apex
0: yeah the only the only ones that are, are like right now trying to keep the base scene alive is um, my my buddies from underground w- events Shout
1: out to those, loves, uh, Chris, right? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, love shout. Chris. Out,
0: love Chris, man. Love Andy. Love Lorenzo, man. I love all those guys, man. Shout out to those guys, man. Um, yeah, they're the only ones that are keeping base alive. At least they're yeah. they're doing it the right way with keeping it very locally,
2: mm-hmm.
0: as it should. You know, give the props to all the locals. Keep the you know to the flowers to it, and once in a while they'll pop up like a artists here and there just you know to keep it moving but you know they're the only ones that they're keeping the bass scene alive here man
1: the there's another one actually down there uh that's starting to get a little bit bigger one vibe club you ever heard of them I've no I haven't heard of stuff with underground Wubs okay uh, for their first event that they did at the warehouse that they're in right now but I've been like working with them and helping them out with like setup and set down we're kind of like in between like growing a little bit. They're even going into like a festival they're trying to get to. Yeah. Like an outdoor festival. And it's because like right now, what do we like we used to have festivals every <laughs> every month down like in Miami. You now it's starting to get less and less.
0: Yeah, no, now there's like barely anything in Miami. Like the best you can get is just the house scene itself. And the house mm-hmm. scene is just, you know, I don't know. Like it's very I'm not saying that it's like it's for mature audiences. It's just that that's what Miami is all about. Miami yeah. is all house. That's what's been known for many, many years. Like it, it comes and goes, but house will always stay there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you know, yeah. it, it just took over once Treehouse. I think Treehouse was like the last straw for Miami with bays on it. Once, once they stopped that, then you know, Sayonara yeah. Sucker. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like Treehouse was kind of small for it though. Like, and that's the mm. thing about with Miami is like a lot of the venues are. Tighter packed, and you know, you know the bass crowd. They love their mosh pits. And yeah, I saw maruda at Treehouse, and if you weren't like standing up against the wall, you were in a mosh pit, and they did not like it.
0: Really, I not was like
1: it down there.
0: I I had a lot of people here that the, either they perform at Treehouse or they've been up Treehouse. Maybe I have probably I haven't asked them fairly like how is like the vibe itself for bass. In treehouse itself, because now you're telling me that you know it's very cramped, and it's very small. I didn't even thought it was that small. I thought it was just a no- uh, regular size venue. But if it's that small
1: for bass, then oh shit, then yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like uh, I'd say, you see, like the thing with it is, it was a cool venue. Like I played there before with mm-hmm. for their last show there with uh, Virtual Riot. Ooh, and, I remember. Yeah, most yeah, of was that, around. Um, I don't think. No, it was for his simulation tour. It oh, was only him and Goon played, right? Uh, yeah, there's a couple people. Doug, uh, uh, Dougie but, Boy. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I love Doug. Doug and Goon, they're fucking dope.
0: Yo, Doug, Doug is. Uh, I love both of those guys. Um, I just got Doug to uh, to to tell him to come over to the show. And he's like super excited for it, man. Uh, oh yeah, I
1: just watched his thing with you, uh, the podcast with you earlier today. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So, so I, I asked and he said, yeah, I was like, oh shit, let's go. You know? Um, mm-hmm. cause a lot of, uh, cause he's, he was funny. I, I actually came over to, um, well uh, that what, what these people were, Chris and Lorenzo. He, mm-hmm. they did their Miami music week. They, they invited me over. They say that if you, if I want to do an interview with some of the artists, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll have the setup and ready to go. And they gave me the spot. Had any other people to come over? They sit down and talk, and and I came to Doug. It's like, hey, Doug, bro, like, yeah, after you said come over, just have a sit down, have a cool down with me, you know. And he was just so excited. And then when we had a sit down, we were just like very intimate for for it. I was like, dude, after for Kingdom, let's talk. Let's have, have a sit down, you know.
1: Yeah, he's cool people. He's cool people. He was one of the first people when I started because I took like a be like a three-year hiatus from mm-hmm. music for a while where like i wasn't like not doing anything but i wasn't like doing it seriously more like uh i'm just I have a fun. vibe right now let me just yeah. let me just have a little fun and okay see what it creates but um when i first started coming back and trying to like really put myself back out there with social media and stuff he was one of the first people that like i reached out to and was he was one of the first people that like gave me pointers and mm. like, you know it was like what else, do you need? And it was actually him and Allison that gave me the opportunity to play for the virtual riot. Oh. I wasn't, <laughs> I woke up that morning like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go to virtual riot. And then I was at work, and uh, nobody's king, if you know who that is, he was uh, he was gonna play and then he couldn't that night, or he switched, or no, 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 he played, he just wound up playing earlier, yeah. so I wound up playing after him, and uh. Yeah, they they called me up and they're like, "Do you want a spot?" We heard that like you play. And I was like, "Of course!" <laughs> How can I say no?
0: Damn! Look at yeah. that taking opportunities right there from the start, man.
1: Oh yeah, always, always. He's he he's one person that like he looks out. You know,
0: that's good, bro. That's good because. Let me tell you, man. Like I'm loving so far the local bass scene that we're having right here in South Florida. At least all the locals that started from here in the Bay scene. I would say that I enjoy I enjoy you guys a lot more than with than the locals that I grew up with. You know, I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you if you get me with because because like, like, there's
1: like like there's like
0: a lot of locals that I grew up with you know and, and when my when i was in my startup points that some of them were like I, either i bump heads with others or some of that they don't get along with each other and it was only just like probably big and slim and and chavalo and dna
1: oh yeah dna is really good
0: yeah like only those guys were the only ones that i fuck with from that crew, you know, that it was the only ones mm. that I that I hang with that I can trust them, you know, for
1: mm-hmm. Snuko
0: too. Snuko is a, is a dope, is Yo, dope I guy. I heard love that, that guy name
1: in so long. He was he was one of my favorites in Apex.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was hilarious. He, he was like yeah. the life of the party. I love the guy, re, great person. But others, others like dude, you remember um, Jack Rampage?
1: I do remember Rampage,
0: yeah, him and. And there were some other dudes as well, a lot of them from old snap people. Yeah, some of the dudes I never get along with, man, because e- either they're they're shady or they're just like, oh, you're not dubset enough.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I'm not <laughs> dubset enough. Motherfucker. Like <laughs> You know I, mean? yeah. I didn't know I didn't know there was a requirement that you had to be dub set enough for you to perform to be fully dub set. I didn't know there was that type of stuff. But yeah. But like now I said, like it, like I had those people, you know, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, like what you guys have in this generation, which a lot of you guys actually lo- really look out for each other and mm-hmm. they pass along information. Like I would have never heard from any of you guys if I haven't had interview one local artist that recommend me another local artist that then not recommend me another one, another one, another one. Like, it became a domino effect, and then from then on, it was my mission to let me search all the fucking uh, locals that are right here, you know? And the fact that yeah, you popped out awesome. as well, I was like, yes, keep it coming. Come
1: on. Yeah, so- when I saw that, like, you were doing that, because I haven't I haven't seen, like, your name in a long time mm, show up, but then yeah. I saw like your name show up as one of those, like, Oh, a bunch of people are following this person suggested. I was like, Oh my god, I gotta message from you. And I saw that like all the things that you were doing, and I was like, yeah. Wow, this is awesome! Especially because Underground Wubs. I've seen a couple of their names. Uh, even OV Load and Control yes. Q told me that they did something with yeah, you. yeah, they did. Yeah, like there's so many like local artists that are starting to like connected and I've loved that lately the power has been shifting from labels and from promo teams on like how everyone is getting their gigs and everything to more of like individuals are starting to get together. And it's great. It's great to see that because you you kind of have more trust in the people. You get to pick and choose who you have on your team. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. It's, I feel like it's much more transparent Mm -hmm. right now. The scene it's not a, as shady and as, you know, not knowing as it was when I was trying to start. I want, when I was trying to start out with others, you know, but if you if you ask yourself, like you say to yourself, I disappear. I disappear for the map for, for a very, very good reason. One of them was um I was battling my own demons. And another thing is music wasn't making me happy because it, it became much more of a transactional Thing. it became like a job mm. instead of what it's supposed to be a feeling like you said I buy like something that you're passionate about something that you, right. it makes you happy like I, I stopped that altogether but at the same time I learned from lo- a lot of people a lot of big world artists that I call them um, my brothers so I was also re- reinventing myself learning a lot more trying to come up with some sick you know new, new style or trying to come up with a new brand i was still like not sure what i was trying to get to and it wasn't until pandemic hit that's where like what i should have started making music i started making podcasts and when that shit was making me much more happy than making music i just... oh yeah the, the rest is history man
1: and yeah, i'm still kicking makes it if you happy like, yeah at the end of the day like don't force nothing you know like some people like once they start they think they have to be committed to whatever yeah. they're doing or like even like how you said like people were telling you you have to be dubstep you're not dubstep enough people think that they have yeah. to be committed to a genre or committed to you know one place that they have to play at or one you know like they like, they I, I feel like that's a big struggle uh, where they don't we it's something stops making someone happy, but they try and force it a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, like, and
0: that, yeah. And that's something that I, that now I talk about it a lot in the podcast. I talk about it a lot with a lot of the people that I interview, uh, always do whatever, whatever makes you happy. If you're passionate to something and it doesn't feel like it's a job and you're doing it and, and it makes you happy. Go for it, man. Don't stop at it, man. That's the, that's the key to mm-hmm. the man, man. And by luck or by chance, it's your start you started to see some some money behind it then even better even better go take off you know Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm always an advocate to say go whatever makes you happy first you know because if you try to force something that maybe it's not maybe it's not i'm not gonna say it's not in it for you because if you started to do something, you started for a reason, because you want to dabble with it. And you want to mm-hmm. test the waters with it. Right. Uh, I will say, like, um, if you start something and you're not feeling it, then, you know, take a pause for the cause for a bit. Do, mm-hmm. do what I do. Took a hiatus as well. And now when I make a song, it takes me nothing. It takes me, like, literally nothing. Like, it takes me, like, a week just to do a song maybe a month to hear about it like 20 times so I could get the mixing right and send it over to people. And then I'm done with the song. Do not stress it over. And I do it the most minimal way. And at the same time, the most unique and original sound ever. Like everything that I do is original to the, Mm -hmm. to the end, to the letter. And and all, all because of the podcast. Because before, I I didn't feel like I was, you know, doing what I'm doing. Before, I felt like I was forced to do this because I got connections with certain artists, with certain labels, and everything is time, time, time. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to beat the clock because if I don't, that I missed it, and then I'm fucked. They'll forget about me, and I'm done, and this and that. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was an unnecessary stress that I was putting myself into, you know? Mm -hmm. And once I found this baby... I, I went back again to make some songs and I did it just for the fuck of it. Now I'm, I'm having a release in, and with a big collaboration. Think Ooh. I think when this episode, I think when this episode airs, I think the collaboration is out. Yeah. Oh, right. So so <laughs> the collab is with uh with Mantic and Infinite. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. Like I didn't I wasn't expecting to do a collab right away with these guys, but you know I they I sent some of my songs I. I talk over Romantic and shout out to him, man. He, he's a G, man. And he sent it over to Robbie Infinite and he he starts singing it and it was just like, dude, how much more can I ask? This is dope. I, I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah. I, I didn't even was expecting. They just love the song so much that they hop on it. I'm like, get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really don't mind. I like. I'm not really in it for the money anymore. I'm not really in it for mm-hmm. you know for the fame and the glory. You know, I'm really in it because I enjoy it, and and it makes me go go along with a lot of dope people.
1: Then so be it. You know, I'm I'm with mm-hmm. it. I'm with it. You know. Yeah, you know, and that's when honestly, when like you can really, uh, I think I heard you talk about this with another uh, artist on your show, but like that's when, when it, like music gets taken to another level mm. is when you get that passion behind it and it's not just about the money or the fame or you know like someone someone might be able to come up with a banger that way but they're not going to have a feel to it. Mm. You know like yeah that's what I kind of discovered when I started like when I started making songs on the hiatus I was yeah. singing more in in things and noticed myself like trying to make more chords that describe the feeling of what I'm singing rather than you know like Oh, this drop is so sick. You know, yeah, exactly. There might be a sick drop, but like there's an emotion that builds up to it and it tells a story as you go along, you know, and it, it, you can kind of like think back to that song. Like when I think of some of the songs that I've made that are, you know, I'm just trying to make a banger. Those ones I like, but. It's not the ones that I go back to every single like I'll listen to and I'm like, yeah, like that reminds me of this moment, like what I went through at this time. Mm-hmm. Like there's a story behind it, even to me, and to some other people that I've played it for and that like listen to it on a regular.
0: I agree. I agree. And that's how my mentality is with making music. I just I don't care if it's a banger or not. If, if you like it, that's dope. That's dope, man. If you want to play it, yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> kudos man i love it man thank for the support but right now i'm just making stuff that I, that i feel like it that I, if i love it i love it and that's how it is yes. you know ain't nobody uh-huh. telling me otherwise you know mm-hmm. and right now i need to get 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 behind this you know because i already announced that i'm starting an ep you know and the whole p it's the concept i keep talking about the concept of the ep itself which i believe it's dope but i need to get behind some of these projects and actually, like, finish them. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole concept of the EP signifies everything that I've been gone through as an artist. It's very dope because I already know what I want as a cover art. The cover art is, like, being half. Like, half of it is, like, white with happy stuff around it. The other half is black with gnarly, angry, depression shit. Mm-hmm. But you can tell the difference is that, you know, black and white say like right. good and evil, you know, right. like yin and yang. and Yeah, exactly. yin and And some yeah. that's that's the mentality I was going for. So I, I was like, all right, I want my songs to line up like that. All right. So I got seven songs t- together and all all these seven songs start from intro to beginning. They all go fluently, you know, like it, it mm-hmm. tells like a tale. Like I'm telling a story. Like it starts with you know with some. What? Wait, hold on. I got the names of the song because I already said it myself was like I'm naming all of these songs just the way I like like it is, subject mm-hmm. to change a little bit. So the intro itself is called Pain, and then after Pain, what's the what's the what's the cinnamon of Pain? No, no, you're right. It's I mean the atta- oh oh
1: the, like, the
0: the the opposite of Pain.
1: And- Antonym or, or yes, I don't something. know. <laughs> <laughs> grammar is hard. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> what's the opposite of pain? Oh. So the second sound is pleasure, and then it comes and jumps into suffering. And what's the opposite of suffering?
1: Succeeding, growing,
0: and then afterwards it becomes despair. What's the opposite of despair? And then you end it with, with the title of the EP,
1: The Lone Wolf. I like it. I like it. Like yeah. it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like a roller coaster. I like it. Like, like you, a like, roller coaster. Like you're saying, the journey you've been on.
0: Yeah, the journey that I've been on as a producer, as an artist, as a as an individual that I've been going through some tough times, but there were some good mm-hmm. times, but it, you know, and I ended up with the good times. And then this is who I am right now, the lone wolf, you know? Yeah. And
1: you know, I like it because it's like you know, the ups and downs really make you who you are, and how at the end of it it's you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what that's what I was going by, and because the artwork itself is gonna be like split, divided. You know, the 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 white happy stuff versus the black, you know, gnarly angry stuff. You know, and then mm-hmm. it, the the itself will go down, mesh together into that one individual, which is me. And I already have the concept of each of the songs itself. Like it's a um, like I have obviously like. The ones that I sound very angry, you know, like pain, uh, suffering and despair, they're all tear up upset, or metal right. set. It goes without saying that the name itself says it all. But the happy ones, it has like one is a, like a regular melodic dub set. Another one is a future rhythm color or color mm-hmm. based song. And then the third one is like, I guess, like a combination of both with some something extra to it. And then the last song will be like a happy drum bass melodic song.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So
0: I already have this project already like laid out just the way how I want it, what I want it. I just have to mm-hmm. start start doing it. Problem is, um, yeah. like I'm I'm kind of busy between, you know, between my reg- my nine to five job, which I love, um, the podcast, me doing the editing. That takes a lot of time in editing and uploading all the stuff. Obviously, spending some time with my fiance and, you know, whatever other scenarios, you know. But hopefully in the Mm -hmm. summer, I'm much more free and I can actually, like, focus on, focus it much more, you know.
1: Right. But that's my plan. That's my plan, you know. Yo, that's awesome, though. Like, I like that. I like EPs tell a story. I wanted to do that with, like, my last EP. And I put out, my problem was kind of like what you are saying earlier about, time, feeling the pressure because everyone's like, oh, release, release, release. And yeah. So I set a date and literally up till two days before I'm still like tweaking and like was not happy with how I how it was even released. Uh, I wasn't really happy with it, how I marketed it, how right. anything. There was nothing about it that would made me happy with how I released it I, to the point where I kind of want to re-release the whole thing.
0: As VIP? And, uh, as, yeah,
1: I have some VIPs that I haven't released yet. Uh, but uh, I want to at some point. I love the name Team Rocket, you know, like I've been going by that since since actually I, I got that name around. I don't know. Was it you or was it Lucho that kind of because me and my ex used to wear the hats, the green and the I remember the hats, yeah. And it was either, I thought it was you or Lucho that started saying that we looked like Team Rocket and that's where we (laughs) got the name. And so like, I love that name so much because I've always wanted something that people like, someone someone named me, you know, like I never ever wanted to pick my own name. I wanted someone else to like pick it for me. But now I go out and I DJ and they're like, where's the other half of your, your team? (laughs) <laughs> you know like the marketing behind it the the i guess the it's not very marketable you know like yeah there's a word i'm looking for that's not quite coming to me but you know i, I kind of want to re-release everything under a new name when mm. i have like the mixing and mastering to where i want because i am still going to school to try and you know make it a little nicer because i feel my low end can really be uh to where like you know, you know when you do your car test and you get mad.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, when- <laughs> yeah, too many times, too many yeah. times.
1: Yeah, and I'm up. I I don't like it when anyone else has their hands on my work unless I'm doing a collab. Mm-hmm. So like I've tried doing like you know having sending it out to get mastered, sending it out to get mixed, but you know sending a 300 track Ableton file doesn't exactly make make them happy. Yeah, when they get it, and then when you get it back, it's never exactly how you want it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
0: definitely happens when it
1: comes to collaborations. Um, collaborations, I love. Like when I'm, when I'm working with someone, mm-hmm. but if it's my own thing, then that's where I'm, where I'm like, don't don't touch my mix, don't touch my master. I kind of, I'll figure it out myself eventually. But like ma- when it's collaboration, I'll let anyone touch it. Cause I'm like, I'm, I have that mindset going into it. You know?
0: I was actually going to ask you, like, how do you go by col- with, with collaborations? Like, what is your
1: creative process when you're doing that? I'd say it kind of depends on who I'm working with. Because mm. there's some people that I've worked with that are thousands of miles away and will we'll hop right here on Zoom. Mm. You know, you can control each other's screen, send the file back and forth if they're on Ableton, uh, like as well. But sometimes I'll even do it where like I'll do, I'll maybe make a drop and then I'll send it over and they'll send it back with something added to it or maybe the drops tweaked a little bit and then mm. I'll tweak it and send it back uh like me and Joxy I have a uh release called uh hold back with Joxy mm. and me and him we I don't think we spoke at all for, <laughs> for for the whole process of collaborating except for the last day like when we were just kind of putting like final touches on it we were we were just sending it back and forth and uh that was probably one of like my favorite songs that I have out in terms of like clean, right? Like how clean it is. And then other times I've had people come over to like if they're close by, like you know, I'll sit, I'll be laying on the bed behind them while they're working on something. And I'll be, like, oh, I like that. And they <laughs> vice versa. Sorry, my my dog's moving around over there. <laughs> oh no, worries, man. Um, um, but yeah, I love I love collabing. Honestly, I feel like. People don't collab enough, especially um, in the underground scene. Right. Like they don't know how to start.
0: It's, it's kind of weird because um, I've only done two collabs in my life, which is with Big and Slim and nitty gritty, but that never got released. And then the last one, the last one with Man and Infinite. Those mm-hmm. are like my only class I've ever done with in my life. You know, it's like everything else is just bio me. I don't know. Like I, I have that feeling as well when it comes to making music. Um, I'm very meticulous about it. Unless unless you can like level up the ante of whatever I have and I fuck mm. with it very yeah. heavily. It's when I say, okay, then, I, then I'm... Then yeah, let's do it. But all the times that I've ever collabed with other artists, um, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that, you know, that they're bad when they're right. collaborating or like because I'm always open to for anything. But, you know, I get a certain expectation that maybe this is something that I shouldn't have, but I get a certain expectation. And I feel like if you didn't reach that expectation that I was hoping that you would get. Then you know it, it it's never gonna work out because mm-hmm. at the end of the day then I'll be the one finishing it and right. doing all the work. So right. so I was like I so unfortunately most of the time I stay away from it and you know hence the lone wolf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it wasn't until recently that you know uh, that I was you know fucking with Mantic a lot. You know and we were just going back and forth and talking and whatnot. And then I said to myself like okay maybe I actually found a better way that I would like to collab with people and it's and it's by you know by the energy like if i if you and i have a nice chemistry mm-hmm. and we could be very open to each other and we know each other's strengths and weaknesses then yeah I, i'm super down to like do a collaboration
1: with you you know right yeah because there's some people like i feel there are great producers great people but i can't collab with like there's some people like you know you get on to try and collab and it's four hours later and mm, maybe you picked out the kicks Mm -hmm. of what your song is but like it just there's sometimes it's like it just it's too talky i guess like you know like as much as like like i like i love to talk to people i'm ready to sit down and produce it's like that's where my head is you know it's not it's not ready to talk <laughs> for a couple hours. I right. kind of like, and it's nothing, not to say that there's anything wrong with them. Like they can be some of my closest friends, but it just, we don't collab well, you know, when it comes to music, Right. we just don't, we, we work different ways or, you know, and I, I honest, some people have not liked that. I'm very honest about that, but I'll, if I don't collab with you well, I'll be the first person to be like, Hey, like, I, you know, I love your music. I wouldn't have you sat down to try and collab with you if I didn't, but we just don't collab well. You know, like I'd like to go. You know, like I I want you just to still do well. Maybe in the future we might find something that we do collab well on. But for now, you know, like really no, just- and
0: and there's nothing wrong about that. And it's great that you you should be honest and up front right from the start. You know, because mm-hmm. because if you're not feeling well, then you know the song itself is not gonna feel good either. If everything's gonna be forced out and. You're not gonna right. be happy about it, and you know it, the song. If you ever release it, it'll be like, eh, whatever. It is what it is, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, oh, and you should always like treat collaborations like this is a a partnership deal. Like this is a relationship. Right. Like, like if we get along that and we know each other, then you know, then yeah, let's do something about it. That should be the approach about it, not to feel mm-hmm. like. You know, oh yeah, my song is sick and your song is sick. You know, we should do mm-hmm. something together. If it's right. been feel like forcefully, even though we're like I never met you or I have met you, but it's just like maybe our fans our worlds don't click that much. There's gonna be a lot of bumping bu- mm-hmm. heads, you know, and right. and it's not gonna work. And people shouldn't take it too personally when it comes mm-hmm. to collaborations. You know, like if if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and if, if no and if nobody wants to collaborate, you don't take it wrong that oh man it's because i'm not good enough it's not that it's just you know it could be millions of reasons i mm-hmm. i already said my reason you know it's like i'm very picky with the people i right. collab it and if you if you if your standards are not as much as my standards then you know i'm i won't collab you know mm-hmm. and i o- and i always want to make sure that my shit is like you know top-notch shit Like make sure that everything is perfect. Obviously, there's no such thing as a song that's gonna be perfect. That's a producer's nightmare. (laughs) We deal with that shit every day. We're never gonna have a song that we're never gonna finish, but we eventually have to release it. We're never gonna satisfy with the end results. It is what it is. But at least, at least that we get that we have the same vision. That if you see my vision and you can level level it up, then holy shit, then yeah, you know, right, right, you know, but. But I, I, I see a lot of people that they take it too personally
1: for that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's hard because like I understand too because like it's hard being told like, hey, I don't want to collab with you, but like some people like they do take it hard because I really do try and make sure people know mm-hmm. that it's not like you're you're. it's not like I don't like you Like you could be my best friend if we don't make a song together that sound that's working right. It's just uh, like i love you but like i have to like i'm not gonna sit here and try and force something like you said you know like what's like hard i feel like what people don't understand is that like they think that that means like i don't like your music and that's what like that's where people get kind of caught up with it right it's not has nothing to do with that you know has nothing to do with your personality nothing to do with your music at all we have different vibes or different ways that we set it up or you know like sometimes it's even like their style is so unique like i've had someone he didn't like there's someone that like i won't say their name someone i worked with they're really unique and i really wanted to work with them and i love talking to them and we're cool now but when we started collabing it just wasn't working you know mm. like we're we're constantly re-editing what each other did mm. you know like i do a part we say we like it then next time i see it the truck it's changed or vice versa like it wasn't Mm. just him it was like it was going both ways you know like we just had different visions and it just kept we kept trying to put in our own vision and he's really unique he's really good you know like we just we you know we butt heads too much and but i was like yeah this isn't working after maybe like i gave it like four weeks of time where we were sending stuff back and forth before i was like like we're not getting any further we're, we still haven't even gotten to the drop yet you know yeah. like we're nowhere near like this is i'm going to be working on this for the rest of my life <laughs> just, yeah. you know like and there's nothing nothing wrong with him or his style or way of making things it's just not yeah. us to work together at the yeah
0: time. you know Flashing stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Like, hey, I, like I said previously, that sounds. I have two collaborations with Nitty Gritty that never got released, mm-hmm. and I and I ended up taking over for the project, you know, because like um many many reasons, you know, for why it never got released. um Most of the times because he's busy and he has other shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that, but it wasn't gonna at the moment because he was going a certain direction. And my direction was still in dubstep, and it, like if he was gonna jump into dubstep, then the songs will be like, oh yeah, you'll have to wait for a year at least so I can get right. over it and then work on it. And I'm like, I can't wait for a wait, year, yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I like I get it, like I get, and I don't want to derail yeah, your yeah. your your vision or what they got, what, what you have, you know, in the future. And if you've got some songs that you gotta release, you gotta do it. You got you gotta do what you gotta do. I don't right. wanna derail that for sure, but I'm not gonna wait either.
1: Right, right. Especially when it's something that like like you know, like it's one thing if he was the one who started making the song and you jumped on, but like especially if you start making a song, there's that special connection. There's some songs that I started years ago that I was supposed to collab with people and they never finished, and yeah. like I let that slide. Like from even before the hiatus, like and you know, I let it slide and to this day it's still unfinished and it haunts me. You know, like I think about certain songs that are um can be amazing that I wish that they would have yeah. done it, but I let them I let them sit, 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 and I don't even talk to that person anymore. And now I'm just kind of like, I don't even know where to go with this because the vibe's gone too. Yeah. The feeling that I was feeling there isn't isn't so yeah <laughs> right in front of my face anymore
0: yeah that's why like i usually am the starter for all these projects like if i'm going to jump into a uh, collaboration with someone i'll be the one starting the project it's like hey this is something i worked with or you want to work around it or you got something better than that like let me mm-hmm. hear your thoughts and yada 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 because if if i if i started from someone else's project um so there's like a, an expectation that they will expect for me to do it and then I'll do it, and I send it over, and then I don't hear it back. It's like, well, you know, whatever. I did my part, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my project, and I don't hear from them, it's like, hey, have you, have you touched anything? Oh no, no, no. It's, it's like, all right, then I might as well finish it because i already started it. Like I, right. I, already know how to finish it, and I, and I already know more or less the vision. It's like if you're not gonna finish it, you're not gonna take your much time. It's like, oh, I got this. Don't mm-hmm. worry.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Like, and there's some people. Uh, there's some people in the industry that are big. And I, I like. I, there's some people that I've collabed with, or I've tried to collab with, where they, I start collabing with them, and I realize they know nothing about making. Music. Oh wow! I've had a couple of people because, like, they make a lot of songs, mm. and then when I try to like start doing stuff with them, they don't know anything. And they no, when I tell you, like, that it's just me working, we'll be on Zoom. And I'm, like, yeah. gotten to the point where, like, I just stopped hitting them back because the whole time they're, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm, like, <laughs> when am I going to send this over to you? <laughs> do you? Do you want it? Or, like, and, no, you can keep it. And keep doing it. And they'll, like, they'll keep wanting, like, uh, to do it. And I, I, at first, I was really with it. And I've even done a couple you know songs pretty much for because i i kind of when i first started realizing it i was mm. like are you just looking for a ghost producer <laughs> pretty much like Yo. like at that point i was like like is that what you're asking for because like like at this point you're not paying me to do it you're asking me as a collab uh, You yeah. and like i i would glad i i've and i've done a couple for that this person that i'm you know under contracts i can't say anything
0: Oh, there's you know, NDAs. You're in the oh, NDA business. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything particular, but you know, like they just—they didn't make anything. And then I realized, like, yo, that's what they do. They just have—they're big as a DJ mm-hmm. and they're great DJ, but they don't produce. And they, you know, like they, like, like the way it was coming off, coming off at first, was they just wanted me to collab, so they didn't have to pay for a. Ah, uh, of course. You know, like, and I thought I was getting opportunities to play at certain places because of it. You know, like, like it's you know, like how you're saying before. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good people in the industry, but there's still a lot of little little snakes in there. You know? Oh man, let's talk about it. Yeah, there's like you know, you know, like what I like though, like most people that you do find that are underground that aren't like getting paid. Yet to play because you know like Mm. most people don't notice that like until you tour or until you're like a resident DJ somewhere like you're not really getting paid you know like there's not a lot of money like even even like when I played at like Apex when I did the stuff for Lucho and stuff yeah uh, you know unless I was except for the you know the promo promo you get paid for like tickets and stuff like that sure you know you didn't really get paid for the actual performance Uh, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work.
0: I like I never got paid for Apex either. I I basically work for free to to play all these shows and festivals, you know, with these guys Um, selling tickets. Sure. But I I never saw it as like really money because most of the tickets like I only keep five dollars and they keep the rest. So it's like,
1: right. Yeah,
0: not really earning anything out of it, to be
1: honest. So it's like Most of the time it was like, well, you have the money to go out this night. You know what I mean? Like that was like the money to get to and from places was really the money I was getting from selling tickets and stuff like that. Like to go enjoy Like, you know, like by the end of selling the tickets for like sunset or uh, life in color, I had enough money to, I, I got a free ticket and then I got enough money to spend at the festival. And by the time I made home, I was even, you know, like. It was good for that to be in the scene to get the networking, but you know, there was no like people think that you get a lot of money out of it. People, like you? people when they, you tell someone you DJ, they mean how much did you make for <laughs> how much did you make for playing tonight? And he's you say like nothing. <laughs> 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 their, their face is like, What? Like you didn't get paid for that? Why not? Like who who'd I need to talk to? You're like, no, it's just kind of how it is in the scene right now. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. I- yeah no the scene itself is just it's weird which is why like I tell a lot of people that that don't if if you if that's what you want that you want to be DJ you want to get booked to be DJ and you want to get booked because of your music and, and all that stuff um don't go promotion don't be a promoter mm-hmm. like just stick with making music because hey let me tell you all those years which I have no regrets with going with Apex and Lucho. I love Lucho a lot oh, to yeah. the heart. That's that's my homie oh, yeah. and Absolutely. my mentor. And thanks to him is what is, I got all the hookups and the places and the networking for all the stuff that I wanted. Like he put me on the spot, like nothing but love and respect with him. I I look at it in the grand scheme of things. Like I spent like at least over five hours of promotion, you know? Five hundred mm-hmm. hours, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five hundred. Say
1: five. Yeah, I, I was like five. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant to say five zero <laughs> yeah. zero.
0: You yeah. know, like, yeah. It was that mm-hmm. because I I did three hundred hours for Life in Color, so I can play in Life in Color, and yeah. I get and I get free tickets out of it for all those for that compensation, and then the other two hundreds for you know throughout the year until twenty seventeen. You know, and we're talking about uh. 2015 that I started working with them all the way to 2017. You know, like, like imagine 500 hours of promotion, you know, that you're taking your sweet time of promoting then a show like where 90% of the time it's a show that you're not playing. It's a show that your homies are playing or someone else is playing, but you're promoting it so that way you get a, a slot for the next show or whatnot, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, we're talking about
1: little Yeah. Little just
0: to be noticed for a little bit, 500 hours. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I could have used those 500 hours on just making music, right? Or like, just
1: I, learning from that. Or even just working to be able to get the equipment that you want or need. or like, Right. You know, cause like, right. That's the big thing. Like, you know, another thing that promoting does is it labels you as a promoter when you promote yeah on instagram you look at like you look at your page you see your pod you do podcasts you know what you do you see what it is and you can market it that way like Mm -hmm. any dj that is promoting you look at their page and you don't see dj you don't see promoter i mean you don't see producer you see promoter yes like you see all the different Liars on their page and it clutters it up, and that's all you really see. Good. And I talked to a couple different people about that before that are are artists that, you know, I don't, they say, you know, I love to play and I'll post what I'm playing, but I'm not going to sit here and clutter up my page and make it look like I'm a promoter for this event. That's not what I'm really, that's not what my page is about. It's about the fact that I'm an artist, I'm trying to show what I have. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. and it should be treated like that it should right. be treated like that but you know not, na- not many people know about this you know mm-hmm. not many people mm-hmm. knows about these type of histories or experiences and that's where I come into the picture into my show and talk about these stuff and talk about these stuff with people like you and talk about all this to so other people that are you know the next generation who wants to come up and say I want to be a producer. Come listen to this, you know, before you hit the streets, mm-hmm. so that way at least, at least you'll be aware of the streets that you right. won't go blindsided, not knowing what the fuck is going on, and think that whatever they're telling you is the right way to do it and it's the only way. Not right. like no, like there's multiple ways. There's <laughs> plenty
1: of ways how to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. If you like, I feel like if people put that time into promoting events, the same amount of like if we. You put five hundred hours into promoting ourselves, you know, it makes a huge difference on where like you're you're you can get that same that same amount of people you're getting towards an event, towards mm. this to be hey, click click my SoundCloud link, you know, click here. You know, it's it's free, you know, In like seconds. you're not even trying to sell them on anything except yourself and just you know, it it doesn't take any more than a couple seconds. But we we tend to we tend to like especially a lot of the people that I've talked to, you know, we tend to to like forget that people put a lot of time and effort into the, like the the I mean outside of who who's in the industry, like mm-hmm. you know, we forget how much time, effort, money goes into making the music and stuff, making everything that goes right. out that you know, I don't I can't even say I can't even how much money I must have put into music in the past 10 years, like more than I've put in cars, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, more than I put on the roof over my head, like anything. It's the most expensive thing I've ever done.
0: I agree. Yeah. No, I hope, if I tell you, hope. no, dude, if I show you, if I tell you the money I spent over the, the past decade on music, I mean, I can take you a little bit further. I've been DJing for over 15 years. I literally started DJing at my 15 and I'm 32. So it's like, imagine all the equipment and all the birthday gifts and ho- Christmas <laughs> gifts and, and whatever other shit that comes down the way I extra jobs and side mm-hmm. gigs in there just to put in so I can have a nice computer, have a nice DJ equipment, have a nice everything, even on my, uh, my own pickup truck. I even had a pickup truck so I can DJ all around and bring all, all my equipment right. to it. And like, it's an investment. I'm still to mm-hmm. this day investing on shit, like between my speakers, the audio interfaces, mm-hmm. microphones, webcams, yeah. cameras, lights. And let's and not, and I haven't even mentioned about the software, like the Adobe <laughs> programs, yeah. Premiere and Photoshop, that costs money. Yeah. Um, the Ableton, I had Ableton like a like over ten years, but still, I I keep upgrading for Ableton. All yeah. the plugins and the BSDs,
1: yeah, the, serum and yeah, everything. yeah, like
0: and, and 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 the graphic design, yeah. you know, asking for graphic it, designers to rebrand <laughs> my logos and all <laughs> yep. this shit. Like, dude, yep. it's money that we invest on it. Like, we yeah, mm-hmm. like you, I'm. I don't know. I can't even put a price how much I invest on my ship, but I know it's exactly. like around
1: around the five-digit numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm definitely getting up there. And it's starting to like it's scary because like you, you never know when the when the investment's gonna pay off. Right. The investment's gonna pay off. And you know, a lot of people you know, like I wish it was more commonly known to people that. Aren't artists how much time, how much money gets into it? Because a lot of people think it's just pressing a couple buttons. Yeah, (laughs) like you talk to people who think like like who don't know, and when you're like, "Oh, like listen to this," they're like, "Oh, this dubstep song has one sound," (laughs) and you're listening as a producer going, "There's at least twenty five sounds making this one sound, (laughs) (laughs) like layers in this (laughs) one sound." (laughs) They have no idea; they think it's just a button, you know. Yeah, it's easy and. That you don't need a lot of stuff to do it. You just need a laptop, but
0: nah, bro, it ain't easy. And it ain't easy. Yeah. And especially if you don't know anything and you want to learn badly, you don't yeah. know where to go. My most of the time is is YouTube Academy. You know, you, you yeah. just you just go to YouTube, look yeah. up for the top
1: producers and mm-hmm. how to sound design like certain artists, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. that's how you yeah, learn like virtual Riot. I learned through virtual right, and actually, when I met him playing at uh treehouse which by the way probably one of the nicest people i've ever met in like that that's Mm. big in the industry the way that uh he was talking about because like i was telling him i i I tried my hardest not to fangirl as much (laughs) you know as much as possible yeah but it Uh, happens it happens yeah i was like but i I was trying to let him know though like honestly it really if it wasn't for Virtual Riot and like Disciple and all their videos, I probably would have never been able to learn, like start learning. I watched all right. their videos and he was, I was like asking him, like what made him like want to start all of those, you know, start showing tutorials about it. And he was saying that he went to school, I forget where, wherever he's from. Uh, Germany. Uh, like, he went to Germany. That's what I thought. I wasn't yeah. sure. But like he went to school and it was like four other people that got selected for this music program and that his biggest thing is that the music industry is a growing it's supposed to constantly keep growing and evolving and if you're constantly giving away the secrets you're giving away how to make all these sounds it keeps everyone moving you know it keeps competition moving because if everyone knows how to make the secret to this like the secret sauce that the big guys are using now they have to take a step further they have to you know like everyone has to move forward And it's he was like, I love seeing that like it progress. It it, yeah. And it's interesting. It's I love seeing that like artists like him, you know, like they they'll put out tutorials of how they actually do things and it's not like missing. I've watched videos of him make full songs that he winds up releasing later, you know, and there's nothing hidden about it. He wants you to see exactly how it's done so that you can learn and you know, not to say that, like, you know, because like like you're saying, like people do main, mainly go to like YouTube University and there are some like it's hard to find, but there are some good ones on there that like like I have gone to school for a little bit. The main way of learning, I haven't had really a mentor or anything. Mm. Uh, it's just been YouTube and they, the one thing I'll say that they don't teach you. How to yeah. use social media? How do you like that's? And I'm still to this day. I don't get. I don't get it that well. I'm trying my hardest to get better on that end. And that's like honestly the hardest part that they don't teach you.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. That. I will say. I will say. I will say. I'll be lying if I say I didn't learn a lot of my sound designing from from YouTube. Um, I I learned a lot from fucking Shane from Rocket Power Sound. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Shane is is fucking dope. Um, mm-hmm. who else? I took his uh,
1: masterclass.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I took the zero master class as well. Yeah, and I learned even a lot more. Even all the, all the stuff that I already knew about it, they kind of already teach it, but they t- teach new techniques ar- around it. I was like, ah, okay, mm-hmm. I can actually use this. All right, but I have used Shane and I have used um you know, who hasn't used some mad shit, you know? Um, yeah. Who else did I learn from YouTube? It, it was very minimal for the people that I learned from company? YouTube. Huh? You ever, ever watch Company? I took tutoring lessons from Company. Really? Yeah. Tutoring oh, lessons with Company, Careless Castle, Crimson Child, and
1: Modestep. Modestep that was pro so bono lucky. because, like, we're, we're, we're buddies. Oh, so lucky. Modestep is probably one of the First couple people I started liking when I was really starting to discover EDM. Yeah, because honestly, back in 2012, I hated it. <laughs> I hated every. I was a big metal head. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, oh, this is like robot rap battle, robots having sex. You know, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, you know, like all the different things. That, That's exactly that, like, what I <laughs> But I loved it. I loved it. But it. But yeah. people ask me, it's like, what the hell is this? It's like, ah, two transformers fucking each other around, yeah, or or a yeah. robot fighting an alien or something. You know, that's yeah. what that's what dubset is. But I loved and, it. I loved it. I was like, it's unique. It's fucking Skrillex.
1: You know, why not? Yeah, Skrillex was Skrillex was the person that brought me into it. The Skrillex, Scary Monsters Night Skrillex, Spirits first of the year. And, yeah, levels and, and, remits. Like, it was it was like a hybrid. It was something new, like yeah. as a metal head, as a, someone who liked rock, like when I heard it, I was like, okay, like I'm getting elements of it. And I, I try and incorporate that a lot with my music now is like, what's something that when they, when someone hears it, they might hate EDM, they might hate dubstep, but there might be a little element, like, you know, maybe a guitar, maybe pianos, maybe something like beautiful that like, you know, like live elements that you know someone who hates it Mm -hmm. someone who who thinks dubstep sucks you know like dubstep's trash (laughs) you know like they'll be like "Mm." they'll they'll turn their head for a second maybe there's a rap like right in there you know like i love what they've been starting to do and i think skrillex was one of the first to be like i'm not really just dubstep i'm not really just house like i have some hybrid elements of rock. I have some hybrid elements of rap, you know? And it's really, that really changed the game up. Absolutely.
0: Like, like since Squarelets came about, you know, it it revolutionized Dubset as mm-hmm. a whole, you know, and made dubster to what it is right now. Like, yeah, to, to, hats off to Sonny for that, you know? Mm-hmm. um, And yeah, like something that you're mentioning about, you know, us learning from, from from youtube you know because we didn't have all the resources that we have now we do now there's much more resources but learning from youtube um yeah the one thing that they don't teach you is how to market Mm -hmm. and and let me tell you it's it's a very uphill battle when it comes to marketing your social medias and your music you know For me, I see it's a much, it's simpler. Like I already know what to do with it. And even still, I still don't know all about it. And I still need to get a little bit better at it as well. But I do say um, promoting your song in today's world is much more easier than promoting my podcast. Because it's easy for somebody to... Catch the attention of a song, which is a song itself. It's like two, three minutes average. You know, it's like right. if you listen the few first seconds, and you you're already if you're hooked, you'll listen the whole song, and you're like, holy shit, why not? Podcasting, it's a whole different game. Like I need an audience, somebody that wants mm-hmm. to learn, somebody that that wants to fuck with me on it, and and in most of my sh- episodes are for an hour or two. It's like I need somebody to listen to those. It's right. fucking difficult. <laughs> so to me, to this day, I'm still trying to learn how to market. YouTube doesn't yeah. tell you that, you know? Most of the time, you you go about s- certain artists how to do it, but even sometimes artists don't even know the formula either. They just like, dude, I just did this and that, and then everything became a domino effect to me, you know? And yeah. that's how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. YouTube doesn't tell you that um, unless you ask personally, to the artist itself you already have contacts with that person that's the only way how you will ever find out how to do these things and now with to, with the resources that they're out there well a lot of these artists the patreons and live streams and whatnot they, they do feedback sessions and they in some and depending on what tier you are like they even tell you they can even guide you basically how to get to where you want to be you know and there's mm-hmm. schools like into into the Daw is a perfect school. Like I tell everybody, go to go to Daw Nation, man. Shout out to Wyatt, man, and AU Five. those are those are great people. You know, like go to those guys if you want to learn. If you really want to learn how to become a produ- a music producer, not a bass producer, a music producer, go to uh, Daw Nation's um school. You know, like and you'll learn mm-hmm. from AU Five, and AU Five is literally one yeah. of the biggest. <laughs> producers out there in the bass scene you know like yeah the a- guy does no wrong
1: serum didn't he make serum or he was like a big contributor towards serum or something like that Uh um, no he didn't make serum uh steve duda made
0: serum um he was steve a contributor you he, right he's just like 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 virtual riot au5 is like a master pro on serum and, and even to this day he still tells you know, neat techniques of how to sound this and stuff that you could come up that nobody uses on serum like the mm-hmm. guys um, like he cannot do no wrong. He he cannot do no wrong and he can do any genre. Like if you listen to his m- latest songs, he's done side trance. Yeah, <laughs> side trance were melodic dubs. and like, who the fuck would have ever thought about that? Like, what yeah, the fuck are you like, seven uh, lions now?
1: Yeah, like he has that song with seven lines. It's like that. Well, uh, remember me or something like that. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's like,
0: and, and and his whole career is all melodic stuff. So obviously the dude is amazing. It's talented. Yeah. So obviously you can go to so- schools for that, and you can go to even the Fire Society, and you can learn. You can learn from the mm-hmm. best to become the best, which is dope. I yeah. I like that whole notion that get your money's worth, you know, by actually learning from the best. Mm-hmm. The only thing that, that I disagree is that I feel like they emphasize a lot more on the, on the music aspect and a lot less on the marketing aspect. And I will never right. go, I'll never tell anybody, go to YouTube and learn from that. Like, no, 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 no. Because even Mm -hmm. the YouTubers who does sound design and whatnot, they don't tell you any of that shit. They're only showing you how to make the the sound design that they did and that's it. Call it a day. I -hmm. would never even though they're dope people any of these sound designers that are YouTubers, they may be dope people, but I would never take advice from those guys on anything. And the reason why I say that I have, again, I have no beef with anybody. I have nothing against them. Let them do what they're doing you know if that's make if their content is making bread let them do it man go go feed yourselves you know they are what they are as youtubers you know so they just
1: like that is their job is like yeah
0: yeah to be animated and show you how to sound design and this is how it is you know it's like Mm -hmm. that's the only thing to do you're not really learning per se of what you're trying to do and if these guys are that dope that they got like forty thousand followers in YouTube and they make all these sick shit, why is it that I haven't heard any of your songs released on any of these labels?
1: Right, yeah, and that's why I only really trust like the people that like I see that are also big. Like when I watch Company or like I listen to Dr. Moonboy. Boy, uh, Doctor Ozzy, Doctor Ozzy's, and oh, I love Doctor Ozzy. Oh, he's really good, and he's blowing. He's starting to blow up more. He's starting yeah. to blow up more. He was underground for a while, and now he's starting to come more to light. I feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he but- he's done his his life life twitch shit, you know, and tell people people how to do shit, and he even does what you know what Virtuaria did. He does it as well. He starts his project mm-hmm. from the scratch and builds it up, and then it gets released a few months later, and you're like, "Holy shit!" You know that that's the song. Holy crap, Dr. Ozzy yep. got released on Never Say Die. Rest in peace to mm-hmm. those guys, you know. But, you know, when Never Say That was around, Dr. Ozzy nah, yeah. was just like banging it with those guys, you know? Yeah. So it's like, so it's like those are the people that I will, I will like listen carefully with those guys. Those guys know mm-hmm. what they're doing because they're killing it in the scene versus the YouTubers right. that you still see them in their own home, in their own bedrooms, mm-hmm. which again, and again, I put a disclaimer, nothing against you guys, but I haven't seen any moves from you guys
1: outside of your bedroom. Like what I suggest, like normally when it comes to those, like, cause like I, I have seen a couple people who, who do, you know, like they, they stay on that, uh, platform. Like, uh, I think his name is Andrew Wong andrew Wu or something like that uh, yeah andrew wong yeah yeah, yeah. he
0: does the yeah. collaboration with four people with the same sample
1: yeah they do. yeah he has, that, he has that uh like it's like a side S- thing that he's done on those before and he's even with like flux pavilion on there yeah like,
0: some like, virtual
1: like, he, riot must die yeah, they, yeah he, he had a lot a bunch like of different someone- producers yeah, he's someone that like, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say on his thing, like, you know, he doesn't want to be there. Like, he likes doing this. Right. Stuff on his, and, like, I'd say, like, make sure, like, whoever, like, they're watching, like, if you are watching stuff to learn, you know, make sure, one, if they're not big, take things what they say with a grain of salt. They might yes. teach you a little something. Yes. But use it to your own. Like, you know, like a lot of people might see someone make a sound and they're just, sometimes they won't even learn. They'll have the, the the preset preset a, on the bottom to download yeah. and they'll just click on that they won't sit there and tweak how they're tweaking because like it's not like when you watch those videos it's not about the sound it's not about the outcome it's about learning okay this knob might make it sound like shh versus like a pure tone you know yeah like, but there's different little pieces to it that they yes. should get out of it and and try and do their own thing because that's how people find their own sound you know, if you don't play with it. If you're just trying to steal that, you know, other then, sound, you might yeah, as well then the download. button. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're not really doing anything. You're just doing it just for, mm-hmm. just for the fuck of it when you should be actually learning how to actually do it, you know? Right. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, most of the time, take it with a grain of salt. Don't take everything, like, too hard to say, like, oh, this is the only way to do it. And also, also take some of the sounds that are coming from from these guys and apply it to your to your projects and not do anything about it
1: (laughs) no that's a big thing i've noticed lately is like people are getting very you know it used when i first started it was almost taboo to use a sample outside of drums yeah you're like when i I first started like it was like you used a sample like, <laughs> like, like don't talk to me. Like, you know, like some people were like that. Now people are getting really comfortable with loops even where I'll hear the same loop. And like some of these people who are just starting, like they think they made a song and it's with loops that I've heard in one of those apps where you press a button and it plays that yes. loop and then you just added a drum beat on top of it. And, you know, like, so I don't think that people, I think that some people, are getting that idea like that we were talking about earlier where it's just press a button and you're going to be able to make music and you don't have to know a lot of stuff to do it and that is part, starting to become a problem with, especially like with splice becoming so so easily available and there's just they take splice loops and oh, i made a song and it's I basically can hear a it. you, you, yeah yeah especially <laughs> if you're a producer and you've been using splice like the correct way you're listening to every little tone in a sound like because you're sitting there going, I can change this. I can do that, yeah. you know. And you can when someone else is starting to use them, you know that sound. Like there's so many times I'm like, Yo, this is from. <laughs> I heard this exact sound in Modestep song. Like, I heard yeah. this exact sound in, in Virtual Riot, and it's like I know that that Sullivan King sample, like those drum loops. Like it, it, it's people are getting a little comfortable with it, and it's becoming less original. And that's why, I feel like. Not to say that the songs aren't good because like some of the songs, they come out and they're great, but it's not what's going to bring someone to fame or not. You know, it's not going to bring them to the top.
0: It's not it's not going to what's the word? Like, it's not going to stand you out from other people. That's the
1: word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you. And that's why Um, that's why I always take sound design very seriously. Like, you don't have to be a virtual riot level sound designer to sound Mm -hmm. the cool shit. No, it could be the most minimal shit ever and it still sound dope. And if it sounds dope, Mm -hmm. it sounds dope. But at least be original about it. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. the other day, like not too long ago, I heard a buddy of mine send me a song and the song itself is dope. But... The thing is, it sounded like bandles or 12 planet sound. And mm-hmm. I told and that's the first thing that I told him. is like, you know, is it a preset or something? And he says, like, actually, no, I actually recreated the sound from that similar sound to from from Bandles or 12 planet. You know, and it's like, well, that's actually pretty dope. Not many people can do that. Kudos for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will just change the sound or resample it. Right. Because it's just, it doesn't sound like you. It sounds like 12 planner Bandles. I immediately mm-hmm. said it the moment I heard the sound. So you want something to stand out through the test of time. Something that can say, oh yeah, that's that's a Wolfson track. Mm-hmm. Wolfson's sons doesn't sound like whatever other artists. I can't right. relate it to it. No, it's Wolfson. That's how it is. That's how Team Rocket sounds. Sounds like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Unique sounds, you know? And I always tell people it's like, dude, the easiest thing to to resample. Even if you're too lazy to 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 do to sound design, just resample. Like, it, exactly. It only, it only takes you nothing to just take a preset, resample it, add a few effects, and then resample again and make a drop out of that one sound. And then before you know it, you just got a, a nasty drop that was so exactly. original. It's and you could consider it's called original. Because you destroyed the original sound exactly like
1: uh i had (laughs) you know how like there's those uh there's like sample competitions and stuff like that yeah there was one for subtronics on up and up and they you were supposed to use these samples and uh i wound up taking the samples Mm -hmm. and changing them so much that when i submitted it they were they told me they were like you had to use some of the samples and i was like i used only the samples that you gave me but they were like they they were trying to tell me like oh, these aren't the same samples like it didn't sound anything like them anymore and you can do that with sounds like you know like it's so easy to make them sound like nothing like what they sounded like but you can notice like oh maybe the low mids hit really nice here yeah the mids hit, or the highs hit nice you know like and just change it to work around the fact of where where it fits in like in your mix and i feel like people just take it and like oh yeah here let me put this here yeah but, no like, that's, that's what that's, that's what too lazy to done. yeah it's too lazy like i am gotten to the point where i don't even like I- i've started uh i got a recorder like a little field mic mm. i go around and i record everything one of my songs uh i am team rocket like is one of the my songs on that ep i was telling you about yeah i went to the air show and i was just sitting there like following the like, blue angels yeah. with a with field recorder, trying to just get like something that not a lot of people have, like who's, who has like that sound, you know, like no one's going to be sitting in that same location, watching them like whip by in the middle of the beach, you know, like, yeah. I like, I, I don't know. I love it. I love resampling. Like once I discovered it, like I, I used to be huge on serum, but I started discovering like, Everyone uses basic shapes. Yeah. Everyone uses, you know, the same sounds and it, it, you know, AU five, like you said, does make a lot of new things, but a lot of people keep making the same thing over and over again. When it comes to serum, I almost feel like I'm plateau with it. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's not much more to make. You can't like, it it won't be, you can't saturate it too much. Like sometimes I feel like it just, you know, for where I, I, I can get a sample Like a live sample that has depth, that has width, you know?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I can now resample it again and resample it again and shape it and shape it until it doesn't even sound like what I had. But the tonality behind it is great. Like someone told me, like, live sounds are never going to compare to synthetic sounds. And absolutely. As as of right now, like, I mean, like, maybe then the future, like with these new synths, like Vital and Faceplant, like, they're starting to take Sigrum's concept and give you more ways to affect things and yeah. have the oscillators run after effects. And now like, you know, like you can do things differently. So like maybe, I don't know, this n- next like five, 10 years, I might, I, we might see a huge change in how mm. synthesizers work and how they are feeling. Cause you think like, I think back just even to like 2016, 2015, how much depth the songs had versus now like huge difference huge difference like there's some songs that can still stand the like the time like centipede is one of those few that like it has that depth wow, from yeah but like i, I also, that's one of the few like when I, I think of like that's one of like the first ones i always think about when i hear of like songs that stand time on like like level wise like volume wise and Mm -hmm. at the same time like full like that full feeling because like you listen to like original even like excision and (laughs) excision started forever ago but you know like you listen to his stuff in like 2011 2012 and it's completely now it was just bass like it's it's i almost feel like we're starting to go backwards too with that too like We start like now. We're getting that wonky, weird stuff, and it's starting to go back to where like it's a lot of like sub, yeah, treble, and like. But it's becoming its own genre, kind of like stretched apart from just dubstep.
0: Yeah, it it, it, like in a lot of ways, I definitely feel like we are, you know, going backwards again, because um, I mean the sound itself, you know, it's its own evolution, you know. And then before you know, it, we have our own genre with it,
1: you know. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, that's how you know future rhythm or color Base mm. came about. You know, people just loving just, that trend. Yeah, I'm it, loving that trend. i love loving, loving that trend too. I thought it was just you know melodic dubs overall, but people say no mm-hmm. because it has the rhythm elements out of it. But it's yeah, so like, glitchy and so you know happy about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can see why. Yeah. I could take yeah, it because it, it doesn't has, have the super sauce like a melodic dubstep will have or chill step will have, you know? It mm-hmm. so I can it's see like, why.
1: And it, yeah, and, and it's cool because it's like like the super it's like they have the super salt elements with the chords in the drop, but like it won't be played like a super salt. It yeah. has that wobble to it, like they put an auto pan or something on it to where it's like. Womp womp womp. You know, like like how rhythm is. Yeah. And that whole future rhythm has kind of reinterested me in rhythm because not the like I'm not to trash rhythm. I've made rhythm. Like you know, like oh bro, I don't just... worry about
0: it. I, I'm not a fan of rhythm. Yeah, I'm it's... very public about it. I I do not like rhythm at all. I always say rhythm is the techno version of dubstep. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so I, I'd say that at
1: least about about textbook rhythm and uh like like when i say that i mean more like you know like the where it's just one really good sound designed sound that played over and over again like the way that like subtronic like does rhythm where it's not i don't even consider it rhythm anymore it's kind of like it has the same beat like drum pattern yeah but it doesn't flow the same it has more more variety and yeah
0: like the like a it. virtual riot rhythm is not the same like an infect
1: rhythm right or like or like old monks rhythm
0: yeah all monks rhythm is not the same as subtronics mm-hmm. rhythm you know or whatever other artists you know what or sample rhythm is mm-hmm. very different than a murder
1: it- rhythm you know right like, And like that like like that's what I like. I like, like, I love that type of rhythm. Like, Subtronics is, I always call him Papatronics. <laughs> yeah. because like, I love him, but, like, he's, like, my favorite. But, like, I can't do, like, that whole, like, just whomp, 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 whomp. Yeah, womp, womp,
0: womp, 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 womp. No, bro. I, can, yeah. I can't
1: handle that shit, bro. I, I'd say, mm-hmm. like,
0: man, shut that shit off, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to be, you're gonna have to get me in some so some, some other mindset for me to even like consider. I can't do a full set of that. No, no, absolutely not, bro. Mm.
0: When it comes to your your creative process, because we've talked about, you know, when you're doing your music and everything, like how, how do you go about when you start your music? Like, what is it that you start with? Like you start with your intro, your braids, your build, um, your draws. Like uh, how it, does it Team Rocket make music? Day.
1: I know for a fact I never start with a build. But, uh, normally if I'm like, it it depends on the mood. If I'm more in like, uh, I feel like I want to be like ragey, like, you know, like I'm going to try and make Mm. like a crazy drop. I'll start with the drop first and I'll work my way around it. If I'm working off more of a feel, more of like vocals and stuff, then I'll start with the intro or like the chorus. But normally, like if I'm starting with a drop, I'll, I have this one, uh, zero or or splice, loop that i use as a buildup as like a temper i always call it my temporary buildup mm-hmm. <laughs> people normally know it like anyone who's like who like my roommates are like my friends like that uh i'm around anyone that i show like pretty work too they always know that same <laughs> build up because it's one buildup that i just plug and play put a little vocal and then it's like it gives me that energy like okay here we go boom 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 you know like i can use it for anything. It's very versatile and it doesn't like carry too much, but yeah, I'll normally start with like, what will normally happen is I'll be in the car listening to another song and you know, maybe like they have good vocals or something and I'll, I'll just turn off or like, I'll just, I have this thing on my phone where I can loop certain parts of a song I can take it and put it down into it and I can just loop it. And I'll be sitting there the whole car ride home on certain chords or a certain like BPM and just trying to like come up with words. Cause I had like something like I may have had like one line that I really, really liked and I want to incorporate that and I want to build around it. And then like, if it's a drop, normally it's like I'll just be listening to mixes cause I don't, I'm ADHD. That's part of why I love DJing. I can't, if, if I'm in the car, people either love it or they hate it because when I'm playing music on my phone, mm-hmm. I won't finish a song. I don't finish songs. I'll start, I'll go to where I like in the song maybe sometimes even mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll cut it off right after if the second I hear the part I like, it's new song. I'm already on to the next one. Right. Like, and, like that's part of the reason why I love DJing. It's I get to pick all my favorite parts of the song. And either mash them up together, or fucking, you know, strange it when, when the good part's over, right? you know, something I've always done. Like I, I just, the ADHD in my head just plays like that. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, if you think I'm listening to you, well, most of the, most of my brain power is playing four different songs in my head. As a <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know
0: that not a lot. Yeah. well.
1: <laughs> Uh, it's chaotic but it's fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. The so how long does it take you to actually
1: finish a song of yours? It really depends. There's some songs I'm I haven't finished and I've started 5 years ago and I haven't mm. finished and there's oh, other songs shit. I've start to finish have done in 3 days. Mm. And I have right now in my library of unfinished songs there's somewhere between 2 to 300 Ableton oh, of course I've just unfinished or like finished, but they're not mixed and mastered to where I like it. I have about 30 finished tracks right now are unreleased that are not like, really, you know, like there's some little thing that I feel like it's missing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it might be like the bass isn't right. The vocals aren't right. And I kind of been sitting on them to re release with my other name that I I'm like trying to work on because like, I do want to, like I was saying, like I want to start remarketing and kind of doing everything better to where like, you know, like it, like, I want it to like my, my thing to be like themed, you know, like there's like, you know, like a lot of people now you listen to sudden death and you know, like it's sudden death because not only does he have the vibe, like his name fits his energy, you Mm -hmm. know, like for me, my stuff is all over the place. I have rock songs out. I have wonky songs that are out. I have mid tempo songs that are out. I have rhythm songs that are out, you know, like mm-hmm. and I have melodic songs that are out like e- even like indie rock songs, you know, like tame and vibes. I go all over the place that I just don't feel that my name fits what I do. What I, how I operate, you know, and
0: no, I was I was actually getting one of the questions I had was like, are you willing to try other genres? But you basically answer it, man, because you know you said you have other genres making Mm -hmm. under that one name. So I'm gonna actually ask you this other question related to it, um, due to the fact that you're saying that you know. You're thinking about Team Rocket as a whole, but then, you know, doesn't fit the music that that you do to Team Rocket itself. Have you already come up with some other name, other project that you're willing to start all over again and, you know, with a fresh perspective and say, this is what this person is all about and this is the Mm -hmm. genre of
1: music that plays? So, yeah, I actually do have another name. And, uh, like, I don't, like, I wear, like, for that name, I'm kind of working on getting a new mask for mm-hmm. it because it is like a masked DJ thing. And like I, I don't really have a problem with anyone knowing who I am. So like I'll, I'll say it like it's called a moat, but like I have always had a thing with people seeing me when I'm on stage.
2: Mm.
1: Like I get a little awkward, a little bit more timid. So mm. I've always kind of wanted to do a, a mask, but uh I feel like I can have a mask that Like I bought you ever see those masks that are on Instagram, they're always being advertised on Instagram where it's like activate from your phone, like change it. Like and it's like videos and stuff on your phone. So I got one of those. And the problem with that, like I've played one show as as a moat before. The problem was I could not see out of it to save my life. And then like like, right now, looking at my computer screen, I would not be able to see the top to the bottom of my computer screen from Mm -hmm. this distance. You know? And then Get a little hot in there and watch it how foggy it gets. Your, your vision was already like cut in half. Now you got nothing, you know? But like, I wanted to do emote because I feel like I am all over the place. And emote can have happy, you know, like, I could do like emoticons to keep the theme of like, if I'm making happy something that's happy, I can have like a happy face on the mask. I can have. If I'm doing something aggressive, I can have it to where like it's angry, you know, like almost like visuals. But it's part of like my character itself is the visuals as well, and portrays like what the emotion of the music is. If it's weird, it could have like swirly eyes, you know, like different emojis and type of stuff like that. To where I can kind of have a theme. Like I don't. I I feel like I'm all over the place and that's the same way that emotions are with most Mm -hmm. people in this world. You know, it's up and down. It's weird. It's angry. It's happy. You know, it goes all over the place. And I feel like that is something that can be marketed as a multi-genre artist, someone, you know, something that like, you don't know what to expect from them. I can, you know, the whole mass thing, like a lot of times it's like, no one knows who it is. I really don't. It's not that big of a deal. It's more like I want people, if you know, if you took the time to figure it out, like, you know, and you know, then you know, you know, but like, I've always just, I don't know. I've always not really wanted it to be about me in a sense either. Mm. Like it's about the music. It's about the energy. Music has taken me through probably the roughest times of my life and got me through it, you know? Mm. So that's more what it's about. And I want that focus to be on that, on the emotion, on the right. pe- on the, the music itself and everything. And what has been like your
0: your favorite project that you've ever done that you said that you're so proud of it that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I did this song, bro. That's sick.
1: That would definitely be the song I have out called Next You. Mm. That is my favorite song that I've released. It is probably one of the only ones I listened to on my own (laughs) without like cringing at all. And honestly, I wrote that song in, I wrote that song in under a week, but I think it was like three days to make it. And then I took like two days to, to mix it and everything Mm -hmm. before it was out on the Friday. (laughs) Like started it on Monday and it was already released on Friday through and through. And to this day, it's the only one that I feel like was really released to quality people? to standard of where i like the sound right you know like i have other songs that are out that i mean i like every like the creative idea of everything that i do mm-hmm. you know like us will we'll stand by that but the mixing the mastering the loudness of it i feel like i could have done better on some things which is mm-hmm. why i do want to like once this is all set i want to have vips which i've made a lot of vips as well do my own songs but i also want to one day maybe close the book on team rocket as what it is right now mm. and kind of move that to a moat and maybe team rocket be something where it's more of my collabs you know it's more of like the things that i work on with people
2: mm.
1: you know like i i i'm not a hundred percent unsure on how i want to do it until i finish like where i'm trying to get everything done Right Right now, I'm more on the point of just keep making stuff. If I don't release a well right now, I'm I have a huge arsenal (laughs) of stuff that I can jump on. I can finish at any time if I really put my like. If someone said they needed something, like especially for like like we were talking earlier, like ghost producing or yeah, like anything like that. Like I have stuff I can pull out of my ass and in three days, you know, like it's ready to be. Released if I wanted to or if I, you know, like for them or at least like not released, but like uh, sent over so that they can mix and master for their own, you know, their own thing. Because that's why I slack. Okay. So let me ask you, like the concept of writer's block, do you believe in, in it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like my biggest thing is if I try and get too into to it, mm. the more I try which is like really ironic. The more you try sometimes, the more you get writer's block. Mm. Uh, It's like, it's one of those things, like when it comes natural, it comes natural. And the vibe will just flow and you can have something done right away. But if you're trying to force it, the more you're forcing, the more writer's block you're going to get. Right. And honestly, I suggest taking breaks a lot. I'm very known for maybe like a whole month Like, you know, I might make a bunch of stuff in a week and a whole month later, I'm like, no dubstep. I'm not even going to listen to dubstep (laughs) this month. Like I need a detox, you know, like, or maybe like a couple months where I'm like doing everything, you know, I'm working on stuff, but then I need a detox from everything, you know, and it, it just comes. But the biggest way to get over it is try to not try, like try Mm -hmm. to make something that you don't care about that you like go into the maybe like like, maybe it's like today i'm don't care if i make something but i'm just going to open up serum Mm -hmm. and just keep pressing on stuff and maybe i made a sample that i liked that one sample can be something maybe in the future you know it doesn't have to be the writer's block doesn't have to like stop you from doing everything. You know, you might need your detoxes, which is completely normal. You know, like if you're doing something like you know how it is to produce, you know, sometimes it's like time traveling. You can think you're on there for five minutes and it's eight hours later.
0: Yes, seriously. (laughs) Seriously.
1: (laughs) Like and that's that's a lot of stress. And like sometimes, especially for me, like my favorite genre of music is not EDM even. Like my favorite genre is still rock, but Mm. I like making EDM and I like the EDM scene better than anything. Like being at a rave, being at a festival, that whole blur vibes. And, you know, like the fact that the electronic music speaks beyond language. It's that energy that you can feel that, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're from Africa, China, you're from Ukraine or, you know, you're here. You're going to hear those and probably react in the same way that someone else who speaks a different language would. I feel like EDM is more free, so it's more fun to make, you know. I don't have to know an instrument, and I don't know how to play most instruments. I know the music theory and how it works, but I I don't really know how to play an instrument, you know. Like, I don't don't have to stick to just drums and guitar and screaming. And, you know, like, it's like I can... If I want to have those elements, by all means, Dubstep doesn't have any rules, <laughs> you know? Like EDM doesn't really have much rules to it. It's right. like, d- go wild.
0: Yeah, explore your own territories, mm-hmm. man, and explore other people's territories and incorporate mm-hmm. it into your own fame, man. Before you right. know it, you probably started something that you didn't meant to start, and now it sounds dope, and now everybody wants to hop in it, too. Mm-hmm. That's how trend starts, man. Mm-hmm. Be a trendsetter. Not, uh, don't follow the trend. Be the trend
1: right someone once told me like he showed me this picture and it was like a guy digging for like a mine and one guy found it and the guy the, uh, like there's two guys digging and one mm-hmm. guy finds a, mo- a gem the other guy gets out of his hole and goes to try to dig where the uh, other guy digged, and i know that story digging. yeah and then right under where the other guy was was a, a gem for him too like he would have found his own sound like and someone showed me that and i was like yeah that's exactly like it really like clicked with me like that's exactly what it is like you could be chasing someone else's sound but then you just you missed the opportunity of your own
0: exactly exactly you know i know that story very well um i I i tell that story a lot more you know the story of the gold miner um two guys started gold digging one of them has been doing gold digging for for a long time the other one just started not too long ago and uh, the guy who started not too long ago found like a piece of nugget. And he was like, well, I'm done because I I found a piece of nugget. And the guy who's been doing it for longest is like, what the hell, bro? I've been trying to dig this. And I couldn't find not even one piece of nugget. And when you look at the scales and the grand scheme of things, he was he was like two clicks away of finding a gold mine. But he gave up. Mm -hmm. because the other guy who started just not to go and go
1: already found Mm -hmm. something yep and and you see i feel like i see it happen a lot and it discourages people a lot because like people will see success in others and think it's a a failure of their own yeah when they see other people succeed and that, that honestly like when i first before i took that long hiatus i felt that way too like even like not that I was jealous or like, and I wanted to see everyone do good. Right. But like, I don't know if you remember, uh, whatever. Of course, Amy and Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were doing great and I loved seeing them do great, but it also on my end, I was like, ouch, you know, like they're doing great and snooko doing great. DNA was doing great. Like they're all growing. And like, I was like staying stagnant. So like right. happy for them, but you know, it hurt. And I started like, when I came back, I kind of had that realization that like, you know, don't don't feel that way because they're they just got to it they that's just part of their journey like there's still stuff that I need to obviously learn like like instead of being like like hurting it's like i should be asking them like what are you doing you know mm-hmm. like it's it, it, don't look at it as like 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 when you see someone that's winning like look at them as an opportunity not someone that's like a competition exactly you know like yeah like someone that may be able to give you a little detail to help you find your own. Not don't take, don't take their own sound, their sound, but you know, like. Exactly. Well, my man, we got three more questions and
0: we can wrap this up with a nice note, man. So up to now, what has been your greatest accomplishment?
1: My greatest accomplishment, like with music?
0: In general, it could be music. It could be in general. It could be whatever you think, you know, anything that like, you know, you say like, man, I did this
1: yeah honestly just the fact that i'm uh, like sticking with it and Mm -hmm. uh i've done a lot of research on my own in these past seven eight years of trying to produce you know where i'm glad like my biggest thing that i love is giving back Mm -hmm. you know i did a lot i might have not have gotten a lot of opportunities given to me or like you know, like maybe even like software given to me, like things that I needed, but like, I know how hard it was to get up. And anytime I've gotten something or, or like learned the secret, I love sharing it. You know, like, yeah, I love, you know, I had licenses for Ableton, like a whole bunch. I have no more at this point. Like, cause like, I know I'm going to upgrade soon. Whenever I upgrade my computer, I'm probably going to upgrade the software too. like, Someone else might have the opportunity to grow because of that one little thing, you know, Like, probably I would say that's my biggest thing is I love the fact that I've been able to meet a whole bunch of people and be able to try and like give to them and try and help them grow as well. And like, cause like, it's really a community. I always say my, I always say like artists got to look out for each other. Yes. I try and live that every day. Like the fact that I've been able to, like, especially recently, like, it's been such a blessing to be able to like meet people every, every like, wherever I go now. I just like meeting people, like, one five club and and underground wubs, probably one of my favorite places, even though they're not that big, even though their production isn't isn't what it's like at space or at uh you know like the venue, like they're energy is way beyond yes like even what you could find at like ultra yeah. you know yeah, like yeah. the energy there the people there the community is growing and i love that i can be like a part of that that's fucking dope man what are you currently doing what do you hope to accomplish by it so currently uh, i've been really just trying to work on my production uh, going just back to school over here and being closer to the scene. You know, like I was very far away from the scene and the scene near me was shrinking by by, by the day, you know, like down in Fort Lauderdale, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. Yes. And I'm so happy to be in a place that is better with that, that literally there's, there's shows, there's a whole dubstep night at Guilt, on Mondays. <laughs> like and they get packed. Like there's shows on a Monday? On and a Monday? Guilt? It's called As- really? Ascension Mondays. Ascension Mondays. Every Monday there's dubstep. Man, yeah. Lando's getting lit. Maybe I should move in there. <laughs> Bro, come on over. There. <laughs> it's nice over here. It's really nice. There's always something to do. There's always like an event going on. There's always like if you want live based music any day of the week here or in Tampa which is right. 45 minutes an hour away. Yeah. You know like Tampa they uh, have you ever heard of TK Lounge? They're doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday they have dubstep nights. We have oh, like shit. Uh, house nights, EDM nights, like there's always something going on every night of the week.
0: Yeah, maybe in down the future I'll probably move down to central Florida to get something there, you know. Mhm. Who knows? We'll see what the future lies with me, man. But I'm—I was always open to like to go in Central Florida, It's mostly in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see where it happens, man. Um, one last question—we can wrap it up, man. Let's just say that you're walking down the street, and then all of a sudden, a Pokemon appears out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> all right, and you and they and it comes to you and says like, "Yo." Team Rocket, we need your help because you and only you can help us with this situation. I know the irony, right? (laughs) Team Rocket helping.
1: I don't think they do that much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But this time you decide to, okay, let's do it. Let me help you out. And they say, no, but before you do, just so you know, you'll be out for a while. We don't know when you're going to come back. Here's a piece of paper write free pieces of advice that you will give to someone. What are those free pieces of advice? To give to someone like in the scene? And, in general. It could you know, be in the scene or it could be in real life. Whatever you can think of.
1: Honestly, the biggest things is give without... The biggest piece of advice is give without expecting to receive.
2: Mm, you know, a, a lot
1: of people... That's a, that's probably the biggest thing is like... yeah. You don't know what one person's capable of, even if you think that they might not be anything right now, and they might not be able to get something out of it. You know, you never know that person can be your best friend down the line. That person can be a record label holder down the line. That person can be the CEO of Google. You know, down the line, like you don't know what someone's capable of, and like don't knock someone out of that. You know, like you be able to like if you think you can help someone. Help them because you never know how like how the world turns out, you know. Mm-hmm. That can it can change your life, you know. Do like I've seen a lot of people that do the opposite, they just like to take, but eventually, you know, people recognize that. People see that, <laughs> you know, people are people are dumb sometimes, but people aren't that dumb. You know, they they know when when things are amiss like that. Right. And second, Second thing, I would say find what makes you happy and run with it, even if it's not what makes other people happy around you. If you're happy with something uh, without intentionally hurting someone, I say run with it. Like, Don't let people hold you back because people are going to tell you, you can't do this. You can't do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. At the end of the day, that's not what it's not about what makes them happy. It's not about what makes other people happy. Run with it. Even if you think like the money will follow. If you really put your passion into something, you'll figure out what, how to make money off of it. Right. You'll figure, you know, like there's a thousand and one ways to make money off of music. There's a thousand and one ways to make money off of art. There's a thousand, you know, if you can do it, there, there's a thousand one ways to make money off your phone. <laughs> you know, like if you whatever you love, you know, without judgment. Like whatever you love, do it. Do it and really yeah. follow it. 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 <laughs> you only got one life. You know, <laughs> if you're s- stuck with sitting there, like doing something you hate for your whole life, you know, you're you're gonna regret it in the long run. I agree.
0: I agree very much, and. It's it's, where we go back again. You know, find that that something that makes you happy, man. Mm -hmm. Do something that makes you happy. Because if you're doing something every day that makes you happy, you don't consider it as a job. It's just your passion Mm -hmm. that you love to do and you get paid for it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what it is, man.
1: Yeah. And I guess the third thing would be, I feel like the third thing would just be, straight down to like networking learn your how to network whatever you're like wh- whatever you're doing yeah and build a community with whatever you're doing it doesn't matter like find like i've always felt like i are better than that like find your tribe like find mm. the people who are like you because like you're gonna find a lot of people who aren't and not that like no one's wrong in their way like i always feel like no one's really wrong in the way that they are Are you know, like you, like you know, you're here, you hear people all the time say this person's toxic, this person's or that person's toxic, or whatever. Yeah, I don't really think that, like, people for the most part, you know, are toxic or not toxic, it's just ways of living are different, and people try and force themselves into Mm -hmm. a crowd that might not be yours. Like, honestly, eat like rape the rape community helped me find my tribe, like, you know, my type of people because. You know, if you're trying to like go hang out with a doctor, you know, you might not have as much in common with someone who like, at least for me, like, you know, like I might not, I'm not going to have anything in common with the doctor or right. a lawyer, but I'm going to have a lot in common with another raver, you know, like it, you just got to find that community. That's like you, like there's people that are out there and don't give up if you think that there's not, you know, like there's always someone out there for you in that sense of, you know, you just have to find that community. Get yourself involved in whatever like is what you like, you know, because that's mm-hmm. how you really find it. If it's video games, like there are places that you can go game with other people, you know, like yeah, if you want, like you're know, like there's certain things you just gotta follow, like follow like what you like, and people are like the people that are gonna be there are gonna be around you. Very dope, man. Very dope. Well, man, thank you so much for
0: coming over to the show, man. I had a blast talking to you, man, and you know remembering some of the good times that we had together man (laughs) it's very dope i'm so happy to hear that you're still kicking it and you're still you know not stopping i hope nothing but the best with you and your future endeavors right now hope a lot of good cool things will happen to you in in now in your new life that you
1: got in orlando yeah i'm excited i'm excited it was great talking to you again it was so good to see like your name pop up <laughs> like, when i saw your name pop up i was so excited because you were one of the, like the like i didn't know too deep into a lot of the people like behind apex right but like i remember like you snooko and lucho are like the three and pepe yeah are, like the are four people that i really like i'm like yeah these were the, these are the people i really liked right. really fucked with
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate that i appreciate them you know for those who are wondering, um, guess who's bad, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> man, oh. before we leave, man, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future.
1: Yo, so definitely follow me on my Instagram at T3AMROCKET uh, and SoundCloud at Team Rocket. It, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, my main way of form main form of contact is Instagram. That's my like main point, and all my links are there. Um, uh, there's gonna be a lot of new stuff. I'm continuing with uh the podcast that I used to do, which mm. is Rocket Land Podcast, and it's mm. a whole bunch of my friends playing, DJing, and live streaming the videos with visual production oh. behind it and direct audio so it's nice and clean and i started doing it around the time of of quarantine but i'm they're finally gonna start back up now that i'm in my own place that's fucking dope that's
0: fucking dope i'm happy to hear that man looking forward to it man yeah dude thank you so much for coming over man
1: well thank you for having me
0: Absolutely, and thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So, always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com/slash the lone wolf podcast or lone That's lone pod.com where you can check all my latest episodes. You can follow the audio version at SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio at Wolves and music or the lone lone wolf podcast comment down below let me hear your thoughts share your experience if you guys got a specific topic that you want me or team rocket to cover it please let us know in the comments down below and we'll do our best to talk about it on the next episode so thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you guys in the next one peace